1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Shakedown, the weekly podcast that functions as a bag for all things film. I'm your host, Kyle Craigbaum, And I'm
0: your other host, Jordan Dennis.
1: Happy New Year. We are back with our first new episode of 2022. New Year, same old dumbasses. Absolutely. Today, we are going to be talking about the Scream series. Yes. Uh, including the newly released Scream. Yeah,
0: or as we um, like to call it, Five Cream. Five
1: Cream. Uh, we will. We are also going to be discussing the winners of the Golden Globes. But before we get into all of that, how you doing, Jordan? I'm
0: doing okay. How was your uh, How was your ex- extended holiday? We, we took a week off, kind of decompressed. How was uh? Good, good. I, I, I got to
1: visit uh, my my father and my brother up in um, in uh, DC. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, so I got I got I got away from Missouri oh, for cool. a little bit. For sure. For sure. Got a little little fresh air. Um, now I'm back. You know, I'm school starting back up. I'm getting back into the. Yeah,
0: yeah, I back into the rhythm.
1: Into the into the rhythm.
0: Um, you watch anything? I watched a couple things actually. Uh, I went out to theaters and I saw the tragedy of Macbeth.
1: I'm I'm gonna watch it this week.
0: Fucking rips. Uh, let me know when you're doing that because I might wanna watch it again. Okay. Uh, I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy with my girlfriend. Also rips. All fives, perfect movies. Uh, Tragedy Macbeth is like a four out of five. Uh, Paddington 2 I watched also a five. Uh, That's true. I, I watched Yojimbo. Nice. The, the Akira Kurosawa Akira. film. Uh, It's pretty sick. You know samurai cinema kicks ass good shit. I watched the first X-Men movie. Uh, It's fine. And I rewatched yeah. Bad Trip. The, the Eric Andre, Lil Rel Howery movie from last year. Nice. It's fun. It's a good time. The, my favorite gag of last year might be the uh, the gorilla scene. It's so funny. Comes all over him. Yeah, that was, um, that, was, that was my cinema intake the past couple weeks or so. Yeah,
1: I've slowed down because, I again, I was traveling yeah, yeah. and stuff. Um, so all I did, I, my brother wanted to go see No Way Home. He hadn't seen um, Far From Home. So I watched Far From Home nice. to Prep, No Way Home. And I also rewatched The Kingsman in theaters. Nice. Still rips for me. Yeah. I still disagree with everybody. Um. I and uh, I, I've been watching. I started Succession, that HBO show. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. How was. So, how was uh, it's, it's really good it's so a good far.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, I started a uh, Peacemaker. Nice. Peacemaker's really good. Uh, it's it's very fun. Carries the same kind of vibe and tone from the Suicide Squad, but it's much more uh super it's much more like that kind of James Gunn because it's, it's, is kind of stripped of all of the big government superhero like like, amenities and everything and it's just kind of him like dicking around for a little bit. Yeah, Uh, it's it's fun. It's a good time. Uh, Zhang China is very funny. He's uh. Very very likable, very charismatic, good comedic timing. I I would argue the funniest of the wrestlers turned actors. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, no, he's really good. It's a a solid, solid start. I'm excited to see where it goes.
1: And I I do have to start Euphoria Season 2 because that just came out. Yes. uh, My favorite show right now. Oh, yeah. Want to
0: get into it? I was just thinking of those memes, and it's like, you forget you went to the Euphoria High School.
1: They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Oh, yeah, let me
0: bring my gun and cocaine to the Euphoria High School. It's so
1: funny. Those... I, also,
0: I also love that people have to call it the Euphoria High School, because they just... Do they just not... No, there's, oh, there's, like, there's not a high school there's name. There's no name for it. Oh, not... cool.
1: Um, like, all the criticisms about the show are like... I don't even know if they're criticisms are just yeah. like making... Like, I've seen, like, critiques online, like, it's not realistic. I don't care. Yeah. Really. Um, for sure. It's it's definitely going more for emotional realism than it is, like, actual, yeah. like, grounded. Like, as long as, like, the emotions are accurate, they don't really give a fuck if, like, the logistics of this fucking high school make yeah, this any think, sense. I don't
0: think any of that really fucking matters. I yeah. just... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. A24 Degrassi? It's, a it's, absolutely
1: it's, it a yeah. it's absolutely what it is. It's a good time? It's absolutely what it is. Oh, yeah. Um, you want to get into the the best award show, the Golden Globes.
0: The award show that that didn't happen, but also happened. But happened. But happened. They announced the winners online, which honestly, you know what? More award shows to do it. Fuck the pageantry. Just hand out the awards and let us all get on with our lives.
1: Absolutely. Uh, <sighs> do you want to go through these? Sure. You got, you got them pulled up. I do. So, best original score. Okay. The noms were French Dispatch okay. and Canto. Power of the Dog, Parallel Mothers, and, and Dune.
0: Dune won that one? Dune won. Yeah, obviously. Dune had incredible
1: score. I... <laughs> Best director. The nominees were Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog, Maggie Gyllenhaal for Lost Daughter, Steven Spielberg for West Side, and Denis for Dune. And Jane Campion won. Uh, not for to Power of the Dog.
0: Not to reference that gif that circulates every once in a while of Ryan Reynolds in the surgical outfit, but why? Yeah. Like, uh, can you read me off those nominees again? Kenneth Branagh, uh, Jane Campion,
1: Maggie Gyllenhaal, Steven Spielberg, Denis and Villeneuve. <sighs> Villeneuve.
0: Listen, I liked Power of the Dog. I did too. It's good. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, uh, the direction isn't really what stood out to me about that movie. Like, when you when you're up against, like, Something like West Side Story. I or, think
1: it's a well directed movie, but it, sure, z- it doesn't but go absolutely. But compared
0: insane. to everything else, it's up against. It's I know. Just I, I, I guess, agree. I guess they wanted to go for something not as flashy. Yeah. You know, something a little a little on the southern side, which I, I guess I understand. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I,
1: think any of those are bad nominations. No no, but... no, no, no.
0: I would have given it to Spielberg or, or, or Denie or yeah. yeah. over her. Best not a- to be sexist or anything. Best... I, I do hate women, but. <laughs>
1: Best actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Let's go. Marion Cotillard for Annette. Elena Haim for Licorice Pizza. Jennifer Lawrence for Don't Look Up. Emma Stone for Cruella. And the winner, Rachel Zegler for West Side Story.
0: You know, you said those first two, and I was like, this is a pretty good batch of nominations. And then he said the other two, and I was like, Mmm. But uh, yeah, very well-deserved from Rachel Zegler. She, awesome. Uh, besides Elena Haim, uh, I don't think a single performance in that category it comes close.
1: Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. <coughs> the nominees are Jessica Chastain, *The Eyes of Tammy Faye*, Olivia Colman, *The Lost Daughter*, Lady Gaga, House of Gucci, Kristen Stewart, Spencer, and the winner, Nicole Kidman, for *Being the Ricardos*. I guess I can't comment because I haven't seen it. Nothing about that movie appealed to me.
0: No, Kristen Stewart, obviously, out of out of that batch, yeah.
1: Kristen yeah, abso- absolutely. I.
0: Uh... People are... Because the the Sags didn't nominate Kristen Stewart. That's so pe- weird. People are saying her Oscar chances might get kneecapped. They might snub her. That's...
1: That would be a snub, for yeah. sure. That'd be a big snub.
0: Again, even out of those performances... My favorite performance of the year was Rachel Zegler in West Side Story. So... Uh, right. If... if Combined... Because usually the Oscars are like some sort of amalgamation of these, like, nominees. So I think... I don't know
1: if I... I don't know who my absolute favorite performance of the year was. Um... Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, Mahershala Ali for Swan Song, Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth, the winner, Will Smith, King Richard.
0: Fine. I mean, I think Uh, he's uh, excellent in the film. He's great. I think Uh, he's excellent. It's a great performance. It carries most of it, most of that movie. I Uh, just, I wasn't, Really impressed with like the film overall, right? But he's really good in it. He's I, very good in it. Out of that group, I probably would have given it to Denzel. Denzel. Denzel's, Denzel. was on a. I know I didn't talk about it for super long because we had to get into some shit, but he is. He is on another fucking level in yeah. Macbeth. He is. I. Every, everyone. Everyone's very good. Yeah. And every, Everyone, you know, like does plays their parts and, and you know uh, carries the dialogue, the Shakespeare dialogue very well. But he just has such a grasp. And yeah. understanding of this character and what he's saying. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing.
1: I've seen shots from it, and I'm like, holy shit, we, man. You gotta watch it, man. Yeah, you gotta, we'll watch you let it. Let me
0: know when you're watching, and we'll I don't want to see it again.
1: Best motion picture animated, I mean...
0: Encanto.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah. Encanto One. Flea, Luca, Raya, and the Last Dragon, and my sonny mod got nominated. Not Mitchell.
0: Mitchell didn't get nominated? No. That's so dumb.
1: But Encanto, Encanto One. I'm glad that won over, like, Raya. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, my pick was Luca, but but I'm fine with Encanto. Um, best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. Uh, we had Leo DiCaprio, Don't Look Up, Peter Dinklage in Cyrano, Cooper Hoffman in Licorice Pizza, Anthony Ramos in In the Heights, and of course Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom, took it.
0: Now that is a stacked, that's a stacked list of nominations. I don't think there's a performance in there I don't like.
1: We haven't seen Cyrano, but
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But but um, I'm sure from, he's from in. from the
0: trailers. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm It pretty sure, good. I'm uh, I mean, Peter Dinklage. I, was great. I, haven't, I haven't seen. That's how forgettable that that movie seems. <laughs> I, I forgot that I hadn't seen it. Why'd they push it again? I don't know.
1: Hmm. When did you know when they pushed it? Too? No,
0: I literally, I was literally just looking up, like, oh, what are we reviewing for the rest of January? And I just saw that it wasn't there anymore.
1: So it comes out uh, February 25th. Now yeah, we'll get around. to it. We'll, we'll get around to it. Um. What do we have next? We have uh, Best Actress in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. Uh, Catriona Belfast. The winner, Ariana DeBose in West Side Story. And then there was Kirsten Dunn's Power of the Dog. Anjanae Ellis for uh, King Richard and Ruth Naga for Passing.
0: Every year, one of the acting categories is a lock. Yeah. Like, at least one of them. Someone just runs right through all the awards Mm. with it. Ariana DeBose. Ariana
1: DeBose was at... um, my pick might have been... It was either her or Ruth Naga uh, yeah. for passing. Yeah, um, But I'm happy that Ariana won. Yeah, Best actor in a support- supporting role in any motion picture. Ben Affleck in the tender bar. Every Yeah, I'm sure everyone's seen that. Jamie Dornan for Belfast. Ciaran Hines for Belfast. Troy Kutzer for Coda. And Cody Smith-McPhee for Power of the Dog. Who won?
0: He's he is really good in that movie. He's so very I, good. So I'm not I I'm not even mad at that. That's that. Yeah, it's a fine category. I probably would have given it to Sierra Hines, personally, but um, I probably or maybe even Jamie Dornan. I would have given it to one of them. Either either of
1: the Belfast uh, yeah. boys.
0: I love the Belfast ensemble. Everyone's so good in that movie.
1: Uh, it's it's a good movie, man. I also heard uh, Troy Kutzer for uh, Coda is I didn't want, good. I need to watch Coda. We gotta watch Coda. Best original song, No Time to Die 1. Yeah, yeah. No Time to Die 1.
0: Yeah. What's, what else is even nominated?
1: Um, Down to Joy, Van Morrison for Belfast. Oh, yeah. Here I Am from Respect. Dos Gitas from uh, Encanto. I don't even know which Morrissey's
0: one. Morrison's that... the racist one, right?
1: Van Morrison... Morrissey is the yeah. Is he okay? It's not Van Morrison. I get those two mixed up. And then be alive, Beyonce, King Richard. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, no exactly. Time to die. Yeah.
1: Best screenplay. Uh we had Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, Adam McKay, Don't Look Up, Aaron Sorkin, Being the Ricardos, and the winner, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast. I would have given it to Paul Thomas Anderson yes. for Licorice.
0: I agree. But that's probably my second favorite of that, that, is, that bunch. So that like, is my
1: second. I'm glad they didn't do, like, Adam McKay. Yeah, that was more sorkin'. Yeah.
0: Fucking... Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely would have given it to... I think Licorice Pizza might walk away with the Oscar for this one.
1: Best motion picture, foreign language. Uh, one we gotta watch is Drive My Car at 1.
0: It's, I think it's on... VOD and stuff now. I'm we're
1: going to catch up on these before the actual Oscars, because yeah. I'm sure that'll get nominated for foreign. I, I wanna, That's when we're going to do our final catch-up. I want
0: catch see up. what actually gets nominated And first, then we'll do our final catch-up. You know
1: I mean? Yeah. Um, we're going to watch... Yeah. We're going to make sure so, we've seen all the Best Picture noms. And for sure,
0: For sure.
1: Best Motion Picture Drama. Here's the big two. Best Motion Picture Drama. Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, but Power of the Dog won. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite.
0: Uh, is that wait? We're, were you gonna be those nominees one more time.
1: Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, Power of the Dog. Honestly. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, th- I think I would have given it to Dune. I also. I don't, I don't think a movie like that will ever win.
1: I will also. I would have also given it to Dune.
0: Like this kind of award, but uh, maybe Belfast also. But yeah, no, I.
1: Motion Picture, musical, musical or Comedy, Cyrano, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick Tick Boom, but West Side Story one. A
0: pick could not have made me happier. I was over the moon to hear that. I, ugh, deserves all the praise it gets. Good uh, pick. Uh, you know what? The Golden Globes got it right this time.
1: I, uh, yeah, you know, it's not a terrible, not a terrible year. For. No,
0: nah, it's. It was, it was pretty... Not really a lot of surprises. No. A couple of disappointments, I guess. Like uh, uh, People seem to like Power of the Dog more than more than I did. So, I mean... Yeah. Good for it, I guess. It, it, it's it's a movie I think is bolstered mostly by the, the performances. So, I think all of the actors deserve nominations, for sure. But, man, I don't know. What direction?
1: Agreed. Agreed. That's just me, though. Um, Do
0: you want to get into our... Stabathon. Yeah, the Stab movies. Okay, so Stab 1. <laughs> Directed by Robert Rodriguez, funny enough. Canonically.
1: Um so the Scream movies. Yes. West the, Scream. One of the most popular slasher franchises. 1996 for for that, the, for that original. Um and at the time, Wes Craven was very much in in a in a metaphase in his okay. career. He was kind of reevaluating. I just
0: realized the first Scream is Wes Craven's Ready Player One. Yes. <laughs> and I won't elaborate. Don't elaborate. On
1: that. Elaborate. No, I won't.
0: No. I don't
1: think I will. Um I that, that interview is so You know, <laughs> Eraser Head, it might be my most spiritual film. <laughs> elaborate Related. on that. No, I won't. <laughs> no. Um I Scream. Was made at a time when when uh, it felt like Wes Craven was really kind of looking at the horror genre with like a different lens. Mm-hmm. He was he was coming off a movie called New Nightmare, which yeah. was a um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which was very meta mm-hmm. and kind of recontextualized. The franchise in a way, yeah, and he it felt like he wanted to do that with the whole horror genre. So he's
0: like, all right, we gotta, so, we gotta upgrade, upgrade. So people. he made
1: Scream, which is a which is a horror comedy, a, a, a pseudo
0: satire, uh, al- al- almost parody, at critique some point. of yeah, the yeah, of yeah, the yeah. horror
1: genre. He wanted to basically address the cliches.
0: It's so wild that we got an entire franchise of movies parodying parodying this franchise, even though. Scream is already kind of parodying like horror movies. That isn't movies? that weird. That's so wild. It's weird. Um, oh, Fuck! I forgot I was I was gonna watch scary movie before uh yeah before this episode. Oh, we'll turn it on right now. We'll be back. Why we'll <laughs>
1: that? Um. So Scream. It is my favorite slasher franchise. God, this
0: movie fucking rules. And head. this
1: might be my favorite slasher movie. Yeah. This yeah. Is, no. 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 Halloween. Halloween's effort. yours. Yeah. This movie rips yeah. from the. Incredible cold open with Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, full spoilers for the first four screen films. We will we will do spoiler free for for five cream. Um, but but it starts with an incredible cold Ico- open, an
0: iconic cold open.
1: Uh, you know the killer calls her. What's your favorite scary movie? And then basically plays, Torment. Plays
0: this like cat and mouse game, and then from there it spirals into a uh... a, a
1: kind of whodunit in yeah, a way. Yeah, and, and
0: that's kind of the structure all the films follow. There, I think. Uh. I made the point to you watching one of them, that what's, what's fun about the screen movies, and um, in one of them, is it, is it five or four that they actually, like, comment on this? Uh, a kind of part of the fun is that there's no, like, Freddy or Jason or Michael Myers. That's the new like, one. Like, every movie That's a new one. Has, a, uh, has a new new villain. And so there's, like, a mystery. Like, there's yeah. a fun, like, layer to engage the audience.
1: And what's fun about these movies, and it kind of makes it hard to talk about in a way, but every one of these movies, the meta ness just builds. Yeah. Whereas you know the first one, it's basically just kind of breaking down the rules of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't have sex. Don't say I'll be right back, yeah. or you won't. And then yeah. and then by the time there, you have killers recreating the kills from the first one because they made a movie out yeah, of like, the first like one, like and then they're
0: in the wor- in the lore, and you just go down a ra- on the events of the first one,
1: and then you go down a rabbit hole.
0: It is. It, it's a. It's a very confident franchise. Incredibly, like Wes Craven clearly had a vision and knew what the fuck he was doing, and I have to commend that.
1: You know, Ghostface um, is such an iconic look because it's so simple. Yeah, looks like you could get it in a, any Halloween store because awesome. you could. And and it's the the voice. Uh, Roger L Jackson does the voice of Ghostface. Mm-hmm. Ghostface. Impeccable.
0: What's your favorite scary?
1: Just an incredibly creepy, intimidating voice. Yeah, really. Um, so this cold open with Drew Barrymore is is absolutely brutal, mm-hmm. brutally violent, intense. Yeah. The way he, the way Wes Craven is able to structure set pieces, mm-hmm. they're so tense, and they always build. But they're always fun. They're always to, fun. Like,
0: like, like they're never. It's uh, the screen movies. They're horrors like almost tangentially. Like they never get scary. But they're always very like tense and like yeah. like adrenaline. Like you're like you're always having like fun, like watching these scenes of, of horrific violence. And I think that's what West Craven does best. You know what I mean? Like you have the like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies that have some like pretty horrific, gruesome kills in them, but they yeah. but it's always like there's always like a playfulness to it, you know, and, like it's all in good fun.
1: So let's break down the um the our main trio for all of these movies is Sydney Prescott. We have Sydney Prescott, our Mommy. lead. Our lead, um, sh- her basically her character is very traumatized in this first film because a year prior her mom was assaulted and killed, mm-hmm. and and so it's kind of her getting over that. She
0: she plays kind of the the Laurie Strode, absolutely like, ingenue. Uh, She's a, is our final girl. girl She's girl. our
1: final girl. Then we have Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox. Um. She is a a ruthless, like ice cold reporter. Yes. Uh, who will do anything to get the story. In terms
0: of uh, there's a spectrum on how much of an asshole your reporter is. Yeah. And there's Clark Kent on one end. and There's Gail Weathers on the other. I, and every reporter falls somewhere on that yeah, spectrum.
1: Yeah. 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 And then we have the best one. Let's go. Uh, Deputy duty. Or duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> I, I didn't. I couldn't even say that right.
0: Deputy duty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Deputy Dewey, uh, Dewey Riley is his name. Oh man! The, the most, the most nice detective, or I mean, uh, like cop, like the, the, the only blue life
0: that matters. Bumbling, uh,
1: but also not incompetent. No,
0: he's he's a himbo. Like he's just kind of he's just kind of simple and sweet, but he's good at what he does. And
1: he and he, and he kind of has a crush on Gail, Gale, Gale yeah. Weathers, and they have like kind of a back and forth. Um, in this one, we have a really good supporting cast. We have Rose McGowan as her friend. Mm-hmm. We have Jamie
0: Kennedy as Randy, who, in the first two movies... Like the comedic... Like, but he's the one that's aware of all the horror He works in a video
1: shop, and he's like a big horror guy. Uh,
0: And you also have Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard.
1: Who end up being the killers. Yes. And I have to say, one of my favorite supporting performances of all time is Matthew Lillard. Crazy
0: reveal at the end of that. Crazy. Crazy.
1: That whole house set piece Uh is maybe the peak of Wes Craven's career.
0: Maybe, honestly, it's up there.
1: Um either that or like some of the kills in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, so like I was, like, nah, like I have, Herdrick getting dragged around the room. I haven't
0: seen enough of the uh, of the Nightmare movies to really Well he only made one. Did he only?
1: Yeah, he only did one. Well shit. Um but it's just such an ingenious because like almost half the movie is in the house at the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's a long set piece yeah. that keeps going and going and building and you get the reveal... And these movies are so genius because they always, like, you're you're like, that killer is so obvious. Yeah. And then they always somehow manage to lead your attention away from them. Like, like. And then it turns out to be them and you're like, they "They dupe me.
0: They introduce a red herring. Yeah. Who's not actually a red herring. Like
1: Ski Ulrich, you're like, this is the shadiest dude. He's the
0: creepiest, most sus motherfucker I've ever seen. But then you're like. Oh, you got... You know, alright. And like, ah, maybe, maybe he's not... So, nope, he's the, nope, he's a murderer. He's a like. I can't
1: imagine how this two-killer reveal played originally. I think... Probably. Yeah.
0: Supremely but, well. For, yeah, absolutely. For sure. I would have yeah. loved to see that in theaters. It'd be in theaters and... Yeah, that would have been, been nuts.
1: Um,
0: and, and it's
1: brutal. And it's funny.
0: I think it's interesting. Yeah. How much this movie has to say about, like... Like fandom and shit like you know what I mean like like people like it's all it's almost I think you can almost draw I know this came out like a few years before but it's almost like you could draw a parallel like like don't they have an argument at some point uh in the second one Mm. where they're talking about like films influence on like yeah like I I don't know I I don't know if Wes Craven's trying to I don't know what he's trying to say about this Like, like
1: what is he it's it's um uh Movies don't make killers. Movies make killers more creative. Yeah, I think that yeah, and so they play that a lot in in two mostly. But but one, there's definitely shades of that. Um, kind of and it the, turns the out it turns out they killed her mother. Yes, a year prior. Yes, because her mother was kind of. Uh, it was kind of promiscuous,
0: yeah. was sleeping around, no, and she no slut shame in here. On and Shakedown. she slept
1: with Billy's uh, father, which, which causes his to leave. family
0: to fall apart and everything. And so he wanted revenge.
1: And uh, this climax is great. Matthew Lillard is fucking hilarious. Every line out of his mouth funny. He yeah. gets a TV playing Halloween dropped on his head. There's a TV playing Halloween, and they even use, like, the music from Halloween at points. Like, and, like, like it, diegetically.
0: Like the, well, because the, the, the finale to Halloween is also I, really I similar. Like, it takes place in, in the house. There's so layers. So it's funny, like, like the cues from the movie will, like, line up in, in real life. It's a very cool way to, to present that finale. Brutal
1: kills, the the, the, the garage door kill oh, is fantastic. Yeah, that
0: one's pretty oof.
1: Um, this movie's just great.
0: It really is. It's, it's, it's just an
1: excellent movie. It's
0: it's a well-oiled, well-operated it's machine. It's cheesy, start- it's corny, but it, it it absolutely knows what it is. Presented with so much panache.
1: You said you were reminded in, especially with the first one of Malignant? Yeah. In like, that in that it it, it kind of silly and cheesy and the dialogue's like really corny, but like on purpose. But in a very
0: knowing kind of in way. A winky like like way. I think like I think Malignant does for like for, for horror, kind of the same thing that Scream did back in the day. Like, it it kind of turns a mirror back at the genre and be like, isn't this silly? But not in, like, a cynical... Like, like from a, from a, from a place of love. Mm-hmm. Like, from someone who clearly appreciates the genre. Right. I agree. Obviously. I mean, it's Wes Craven and James Wan.
1: I'm going to give Scream 1 a 4.5 out of 5... I'm going to give it a 4.6 out
0: of 5. Oh my god, me. we're going decimals in the... <laughs> decimals in the new year, baby. Okay. You know what? No, new rating system. It gets an A. Fucking, okay. I'm kidding. Fucking no, no. We're, we're doing that? Alright, alright, alright. A minus. Cut it off. We're the, <laughs>
1: Um, This is a great movie. Yeah. I mean, then we yeah. get the sequel. Scream, Scream two, 2. Released just one year after the first one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and... It it can if continues the adventures of Sydney Prescott. She's now off in in college. Yes, and uh, and and she starts getting stalked by another killer. Kills start happening on campus, and it and it's and everyone that's dying has the same name as someone who died in the first film. Mm-hmm. So the, so so Dewey comes down to the college. Gale Weathers and they all try to to solve this new mystery.
0: I guess my one issue with this one is it does kind of play like the first one on a lot of ways like definitely structurally it's pretty similar and everything It's a little
1: it's a little longer it's a little too long but
0: it never it, it never falters uh tonally and like thematically like all of all of what the first one's trying to say is said uh, virtually as effectively in the second movie
1: This movie rips. Yeah, it's good as shit. This movie rips and it's I think it's really underrated. Yeah, honestly, in terms uh, of
0: horror sequels, this is one of the best ones. I think
1: it has some of my favorite horror set pieces I've seen in a minute. There's there's a genius scene where um, they they are getting driven by by cops are trying to be protected and the car crashes and she's trying to and the killer gets knocked out and she's trying to crawl over him to unlock the car door. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Good shit. It's really good. Um, there is a really cool set piece involving. Um, like soundproofing in like a film student
0: uh, building. Yeah, Uh the opening is the opening scene where they go to uh to the midnight premiere of, of Stab. And so the the everyone's wearing ghost face masks, so the killer is able to like blend in with the crowd and everything. And everyone already
1: has like prop knives and stuff, so they think it's like an act at first. Yeah, so good. Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, Randy's back to give oh, yeah. us more uh, insight on sequels. This one really de- deconstructs the rules of sequels, how you, they have to up the body count and up the stakes.
0: Uh, one thing I don't think these movies get enough credit for is making Jamie Kennedy watchable. Oh, God. He's actually really entertaining in these movies, and that's something I never thought I'd say about the man.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I
0: mean, I, of course, the son of the mask. How could I forget?
1: Jesus Christ. Um... Yeah, it's just a really well-oiled movie. Yeah. And this one, the killers are um, Timothy Oliphant, who just plays a, a fucking crazy film student. Yeah. And C- Laurie... C-
0: clearly a uh, a stand-in for Tarantino. I think they even directly call him. Like, he's very, like, neurotic and weird. Yeah. And...
1: and a uh, Laurie Metcalf, who <laughs> plays <laughs> Billy <laughs> Loomis's mother. Big shocker. Billy Loomis' mother from the first film. Um... Who wants revenge.
0: For the death of a son,
1: and uh, in this one, we're introduced to Cotton Weary, played by Liv, Shri- Liv, uh, Liv Schreiber, yes.
0: who was the one originally convicted of assaulting and killing Sydney's mom. His, his uh, but but him. but he yeah
1: he was innocent, and in this one, he's like going to Sydney. He wants to go he's on a, trying to like clear the air. He wants to go on a new show with them so they can both get rich and yeah, also and, and clear, clear his
0: name. A good idea. Yeah, that Sydney. I mean, I get it, trauma and everything, but like, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't seem like an unreasonable request. We get a we get a young
1: Sarah Michelle Geller in this. Uh, oh yeah, good oh, set. Yeah. A good kill with her. It's just it's a really well oiled slasher. Like I don't it, even it, know what to say. It
0: really takes everything in the first movie and continues it pretty pretty well. Like it's almost as good as the first one in some almost. aspects. Almost, not quite, not quite. But it's almost as good. But it's almost as good. I'm gonna give this one a four. Out of five. This is a four out of five movie. Yes, it is. It's an awesome You heard movie. it here first, folks. Let's uh, talk about a movie that's not four out of five.
1: Scream. Scream. Scream 3, uh, released in 2000. And in this one, uh, it's set quite a few years later. Um, and I'm trying to remember how this one starts. Oh, uh,
0: uh, Lee Schreiber is driving around. And uh, oh, yeah. Ghostface goes after his wife. In his home
1: Yep Leave Shr- This is a few years later And now Cotton Weary Has a really successful Radio show Yeah um, he, he's, he's become famous 100% Cotton
0: That's a great name for that, that is a
1: hilarious name And he goes after his wife But he thinks It's his wife on the phone Because in this movie Ghostface has a Voice changer And he can sound like Anybody now
0: I think it's kind of... It's, it's dumb.
1: I think it's fucking ridiculous. Like, it's dumb. I think but it's like, so dumb.
0: But it's a Scream movie. You know, like... But this is dumb in a different way. That, that's... I don't think that is what's wrong with this movie. The problem, it's not the worst thing. The problem thing. with this movie is that none of the rest of it is as silly as that.
1: This one... Plays it kind of straight for a movie so meta. It's
0: pretty dull because most like, of
1: this movie takes place on like a film set. Yeah, where they're filming uh,
0: a stab. Is, is a, it
1: stab two or three? Three. It's stab three, yeah. and so it should be a lot more fun than it is. Yeah, you
0: think there'd be a lot of fun.
1: Like this one has a few problems. Like set. Now? Um, for the first hour, Sydney is hardcore sidelined.
0: Yeah. Because
1: in this one, like after the trauma, the first two, she kind of moves out to the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and she becomes like
0: a crisis counselor.
1: And, and so, so for the first hour, we're getting, we're getting Dewey and, and Gale, who's fine. are
0: great, you know. Yeah, but like,
1: like, but they're side characters. We need our main. And also this one lacks because Randy died in the second film. I don't know if he mentioned that. We don't really have someone to guide us through the rules of Mm -hmm. the horror, except one scene where, where Randy comes back via videotape. That's cute. To tell them about the rule of trilogy. I thought that
0: was a cute way to bring him back.
1: Um... You know, there's some fun things in it. I think that, uh, I believe the actress is Parker Posey, who plays um, the movie version of Gail Weathers. I think she's pretty funny in it. I think her delivery is on point. Um, But Patrick Dempsey is a cop for some reason. Yeah, This is just a really weird, forgettable movie. This
0: has by far the worst... uh the worst killer reveal, or and the worst killer, it's uh Roman, the director of Stab Three, is revealed to be Sidney Prescott's like long lost brother uh, because because uh, her, her, mom her, her mom used to be like a like an old like B movie horror actress who uh what did she, did she slept with the director? Is that what it was? Yeah, and
1: or the producer. This that. movie, first of all, these scream movies are produced by the Weinstein's, and this movie is so strange. Because it is a commentary on creepy Hollywood producers. Like Lance
0: Henrik is is clearly supposed to be a stand-in. It for, feels
1: like a Me Too movie long before Me Too. Yeah, and
0: you know what? And I, I respect I, that I'll in say a way. That, that's to be commended. Thematically,
1: I mean, this movie is good. Thematically, it's not the problem. It's all tone. It's just
0: the the presentation is a little off. Something about this one just... The, the vibes are It weird. kind
1: of... And sometimes it devolves into like slapstick comedy yeah, almost. Yeah, it, like, it doesn't...
0: The, it doesn't really. It doesn't ride the line quite as well as the first no, two movies.
1: But it, but in the end, you know, it has kind of like a happy ending. Gale and uh, Dewey proposes to Gale because they have this on and off for the yeah. first three, and it's like, oh, it's gonna be a happy, cute. You know, like
0: if you're a scream fan, definitely don't skip this one. I, th- I think it's all right, but, but it's it,
1: just it's really mediocre and
0: of the original three, it's the worst. Easily,
1: it's of easily. all of them. It's yeah, always, uh, well,
0: yeah. Well, spoilers. Spoiler. Sorry for fucking.
1: Sorry, um, this movie is. Uh, two and a half out of five.
0: Three out of five. This one's fine.
1: That's very nice. Very generous of <laughs> you. Uh,
0: I yeah. You're right. I'm 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 too generous handing out praise to this 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 hack filmmaker Wes Craven. I know. Who do who do I think I am?
1: Eleven years after Scream three. Almost
0: twelve, but uh,
1: not quite ten. Yes, a little more
0: than ten.
1: A little more than ten. I Wes Craven comes back. Uh, to make Scream
0: Four, the man is back.
1: Because at the time there were a lot of remakes of horror movies coming out, and so he thought he would come back and address the growing reboot remake uh, situation. Yes,
0: <laughs> um, said I got to do something about
1: this. This the the fucking cold open of this movie is hilarious. Where it's a scene from Scra- Stab Six, and then it immediately dupes you again and is an opening to Stab Seven. Which is just fucking hilarious. I thought for
0: sure they were going to do a third one. I thought like like an, i another, right another dupe.
1: It's very funny. Um, in this one, uh, it's been it's been a decade. It's been Dewey is now the sheriff yes, of he Woodsboro, is. and and Sydney is back in town for her book tour because she wrote a book about being the Woodsboro uh, survivor. Yes, and as soon as she's back in town, shit she, starts back up the again. Fan. And it's scream again, but now we have a new cast of teenagers to support our our main three. Um, it's yeah. kind of going back to basics in a way. Yeah. Uh, intent very intentionally. You got Emma Roberts, Hayden Panettiere, uh, uh, Rory Culkin.
0: Yeah, that's right. The rest. The rest of them. Yeah.
1: And and you know we have. Um,
0: Another scream movie. That's kind of how I feel about this one. It's good. This one is another scream movie. It's like, solid. I
1: I like the commentary in this one. Sure, I think it's funny. I like the eventual uh, eventual killers. Their motivations are very funny. Yes. Um, and I think, okay, the killers are Rory Culkin and, and Emma Roberts,
0: Robert. who is Sidney Prescott's cousin.
1: Yes. Emma Roberts is insane in this movie. Might
0: be the most deranged of the... uh,
1: But I think she's owning it. I think she's having a great. But I'm
0: I'm saying I think think the character is by far the most unhinged of the Ghost Faces.
1: One of my my favorite scenes in the film is her hurting herself to to make it look like she was (sighs) attacked. Insanity. Um, Where I think this one falters, I don't think it... First of all, the cinematography is noticeably worse weird, than the first three. There's a filter.
0: Yeah, there's a weird like Michael Bay two thousand nine uh, kind of filter over it. I, I, and I don't know how to do
1: it, it like it's very hazy. Looks like uh Vaseline on the camera a little It's like oily, yeah. Oily like
0: everyone everyone like glistens. that's what I'm saying, it's like Michael Bay, everyone's sweating. Like it's, yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know. Uh
1: it looks weird. Besides that, it's like well put together. Yeah. I guess the writing is noticeably b- noticeably better than three because Kevin Williamson, who wrote the first two, comes back to do this one again. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, Hayden a- Penitier is a fun character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you wanna Where do you wanna I'm go? Sorry, go? I, don't, I
0: don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Um, in this one, uh, so it's her cousin. Yeah. And she's jelly. Because Sydney was was like the one who got famous, and the one who, you know, all she had to hear about was was Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. The, growing this up.
1: one, this one, it, it was obvious. Wes Craven was very mad at teenagers. Yes. Uh, because it, it it addresses, um, kind of how everyone is obsessed with being the main character. In in like a technological sense, yes. The the film students are live streaming everything twenty four seven. There's there's webcams at the, the stabathon screening, and the the main goal of Emma Roberts is to be famous. Yes, it's she's a clout chaser. There's an incel and a clout chaser because Rory Colhoun is an incel. <laughs> And, and it's funny, it feels ahead of its time in a, in a in, few ways. In that
0: regard, yes. Like, like the fact that those kind of people are more prevalent and annoying than ever.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Wes um, Craven was ahead of the curve on that one.
1: So, like, in a way it feels like an angry curmudgeon-like yelling, but also he's not wrong. No, he's,
0: he's right. Uh, it's like old man yells at clouds, but also those clouds are dicks.
1: Those clouds are assholes. Um, I think the, uh... The kills are pretty uh, gnarly in this one. The the, yeah. the, oh, the girl who gets killed in the bedroom early on, like the first friend to oh, get murdered. Fuck, yeah. Who's just kidding. Brutal. Like they,
0: they pull all our fucking intestines out and shit.
1: I also want to comment, every in every single Scream movie, uh, Someone, the, uh, many people tumble down the stairs. Oh, yeah. That's
0: like, that's like a signature. It's a
1: signature at this point. Uh, this one ends with a fun sequence in the hospital. With the killer and Emma Roberts getting defibrillated
0: in the head, clear, clear. Yeah, that's no, that's pretty sick. I, I
1: do think that in a way, and the the, the fifth one kind of rectifies this, but not entirely. Sydney maybe should have died in four. Maybe, maybe. I, I I think I think it's a bit of a cop out because Emma Roberts, she she. Brutalizes her. She kicks the. the and shit she out and, of her. and she kill and we think she's she's dead or, or dying, but but she's taking. But it's also home. a
0: pretty funny gag that Cindy gets absolutely brutalized in every one of. The so does
1: Dewey. Days. Yeah, true, but well, Dewey in this one, Dewey gets beat with a bedpan. You
0: <laughs> <does>. know, like the <laughs> shit beat it's, out of him with a it. Piss out
1: in this of one, it, it introduces uh, Deputy Judy, who's like the.
0: Uh, uh, she, what's the what's the female version of, of a himbo? A bimbo. Yeah, she's one of those.
1: Okay, um, and 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 uh, Gail is kind of jealous of her because she's this new cop who's hanging Makes around Dewey. A
0: squares for Dewey.
1: Um, but overall, um, I I don't know I don't I don't know how much more I have to say yeah, about this, this one.
0: This one's alright. This this one, this one is like right in the middle. Of, it is of the screen grid.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's fun. It's funny. It's exciting. Um. It's scream.
0: It's a good time.
1: Three and a half out three, of five. Three and a half out of five. It's
0: it's a good movie. And now, we come upon the five cream.
1: Five cream. Five cream. Five cream. Scream, a reboot. <laughs> it's not a reboot. Um, but it is a film. Uh, so we're gonna do a spoiler free uh, for for now. It is it is directed by. Let me look up their names. It is the duo behind the film Ready or Not.
0: Which is really good.
1: Um, Matt <sighs> Bettinelli-Olfin and Tyler Gillette. Ooh. Um, they have a, a collective name, Radio Silence. it? What, <laughs> what they make their films under. Oh, shit. Um, and this is them basically um, taking the franchise and they're like, Okay, we're in kind of a new wave of horror. Mm-hmm. There's... Reboots that are not really reboots, like the new Halloween like
0: sequel reboots. And also, it also takes a crack at like elevated like, A24, A24
1: horror. And also uh, toxic fandoms, yes. which are everywhere on the internet ba- right now.
0: Basically everything that's developed in the genre between this and the last one, it has something to say about.
1: And this is a great sequel. This movie's a
0: blast!
1: And it feels like Wes Craven would have been very proud I, of what they made I here. I could
0: not agree more.
1: This is. Has there ever been a better January horror film?
0: Not in my lifetime. no not not, not, in, I can not, not in my
1: lifetime. Not at all. This is. Uh, yeah, I feel like if people who are writing this off because it's January need to not do that,
0: need to go see it's, it. it. It's tense. It's visceral in a way that I wasn't expecting. The kills are are absolutely. This is the most brutal scream brutal. movie. Brutal, like it's, it's so violent. Vicious.
1: It's funny they we there's a really great use of new, of the legacy characters of Dewey and Sydney mm-hmm. who in this one more than any others are supporting characters. Yes. They are not the we have an entirely new cast of teenagers and unlike Scream 4 where they're still the main characters in this one they are sidelined. Uh, duh, but
0: they still use them correctly <laughs> properly. They yes. they all all their stories are are very they're not shoehorned in.
1: In this one we have a teenage cast which in my opinion is way better than the one in Scream 4. I agree. much more memorable. Um, our, our main, our main girl is played by, uh, Jenny Ortega.
0: Character's name is Tara? Tara. She, uh, the cold open is very reminiscent of the first movie. Uh. How much do we want to say here? Uh, she is set upon by Ghostface. Yeah. And so, I, well, okay. Light spoiler. Her... Is the inciting incident that that means her sister? Yeah, that's what I was trying to get into. Yeah. Like she, uh, you know, fucking uh, right. Uh, but uh, her sister comes into town who has a has a secret, a dark past that may that may connect to the previous Scream films, and so she is kind of the one who starts like look like like starts looking for for the killer among them and everything. Mm-hmm had uh, to dance around that without without giving anything away. Um,
1: and and they come in kind of into contact with uh, Dewey, who is who's kind of a washed up retired guy now. Yeah, kind of depressed Dewey. I love divorced and he, Dewey. In this one, he is the expert of the yes. situation, uh, based on everything he's been through and experienced. Um, we have an entirely new cast of teenagers. Uh, some big actors. We have Jack Quaid in there. We have Dylan Minnette in there, and and a lot of a lot of newcomer, a lot of new faces as well. I think they're they're definitely it's a fun cast for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, the jock Chad I liked a lot. Yep. I thought he was really fun. I um, Jack Quaid, he's great. Yeah, I like Jack Quaid awesome a lot. The set pieces are super tense. Like before, mm-hmm. They're everything is properly built on. Um,
0: like I think the Ready or Not guys were were a perfect
1: a, a perfect for because, this because because they, they, uh, they, that,
0: that movie is very tongue in cheek. They, they do that same kind of. Like like playful kind of horror where we're like you're you're having fun in in the fun of it all. You um,
1: know? I thought this was a bit better than Ready Player or oh, sorry, <laughs> ready, <laughs> ready Player One. Ready. I mean, or yes, not. you're right. Ready or not. I thought this was a little bit better. I think it's
0: a little worse. Really? Yeah.
1: Um, at least this one's not color corrected. Yell piss yellow.
0: Yeah, true. But a bunch of rich people don't blow up in the end. Spoilers, uh, ready uh, or not. fair
1: point. Uh, there's this movie is just so. Um, confident. Like you said, it carries that West Craven confidence, which is what I was afraid it would lose. Mm-hmm. I was afraid. Oh God, it's not going to have that same. But it
0: does. Like, like you can tell that the directors clearly have an appreciation for what makes this franchise work, and they they put a new like they 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 recontextualize it for modern audiences.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I want to hop into spoilers here. Yeah, talk uh, about some uh, things. This is a four out of five. Four out of five. This is this my is...
0: second favorite. Uh, this is
1: if if you're curious about my ranking, it is one, two, five, f- four,
0: three. We pretty much have the same, but I would switch two and five. Cool. So, spoilers. Yes. Yes.
1: The opening the opening sequence is a recreation of the first kind of uh, similar. Gotcha.
0: Oh, uh, well, uh, the reason I, I didn't know it was a spoiler because you see it—you see it in the trailer, right? But I didn't know that that girl survived. That. Oh yeah, true. Um, so the
1: girl that's attacked in it—this is the first cold open where Ghostface fails at killing her. He he slashes Dang, her, he, he tries, he brutalizes her. But um, then she is she's alive. She's in the hospital, and her sister, her estranged sister, comes to town mm-hmm. to see her, which which because she has a secret in her past, and that secret is that she is. The secret love child of, of Billy, Billy Loomis,
0: Loomis who uh, got her mother pregnant back in the day, and, and she
1: has she's very un, mentally unstable. She has visions she about sees him. Vividly. We we get we get some some uh, some Skeet
0: some Ulrich, Ulrich action cameo. Ulrich or Ulrich.
1: Ulrich. Okay. Skeet Ulrich. We get some cameos from uh, a fun cameo from him.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um... And, and yeah, she's afraid that she's going to become like him. She's always had that fear. That's why she ran away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then we kickstart a new, a new ghost, a new ghost face. You know, she brings her, her, uh, her boyfriend, uh, Jack Quaid along. And then we, and then we meet this teenage cast that get brutalized. Absolutely brutalized. This movie is vicious. And it's quick violence, too. Yeah, it's, it's not like... Well, some of it's slow, but... It's,
0: it's not, like, flashy or anything. Like, it's... Or, or it's not, like, elaborate. Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, like...
1: This one builds upon the excellent set pieces of the first two screams. There's this hilarious one with Dylan Minnette in his house... Where it keeps setting up jump scares that it doesn't do, <laughs> like like he keeps like opening closet doors and then shutting, and you think something's gonna be behind, and it just keeps like faking you out.
0: L- laughing my ass off on but, that Evan. That was a, a great And scene. then
1: it, and then it kills him way earlier than I was expecting yeah. to kill him, with this brutal like through like the side of his throat yeah. knife kill. Oof. He was the right son, before. Uh, he was the son of uh, Judy Hicks. who was also
0: killed uh, about five minutes before him.
1: Um, it. It's it's so vicious, the, the the um there is, I'm trying to think of the other ones. There's that one of the like like douchebag like drunk guy who yeah. just gets that quick stab to the neck. That
0: I mean we got to give props to our boy,
1: Ugh the Dooster. That's we the best lose, kill in the film. We phone. lose Dewey in this one. Um. Dewey, Dewey, in this one, he's divorced. He he was he's divorced from Gail, kind of washed up mm-hmm. because he went out to California with her, but he just couldn't. That wasn't his I think thing. Was New York, New, sorry, New York, yeah, the the place where famous people go. Yeah. For for Gale's, not
0: not California
1: for Gail's show, and um, and so he moved back here and he's a washed up alcoholic, but he decides to help these kids, and at the hospital. Um, they, they manage
0: to take down Ghostface. They like incapacitate they save, they him. They save her sister who's there. But Dewey's got to go back because you always got to shoot him in the head, like to make sure. Not a dumb decision. I'm I, I, no, with him on that one. No. I'm like, yeah, maybe you should. And,
1: but then his phone rings and it distracts him just long enough for the killer to stab him in the front and the back and slit him all the way uh, up in this brutal kill. Oh. At first, I was like, oh, maybe he gets. Oh. No, oh, oh. oh yeah, he's, no, he's, he's gone. bad as fuck. Yeah. Absolutely gone. Great performance. Maybe my MVP of the movie. He's, he's David he's, okay, yeah, yeah he's, he's he's excellent as the Grizzled.
0: I, I you know what's funny is like initially on paper that transition doesn't really seem like it would work because Dewey is such like a a goofball in the first four and now that he's like he's like Logan from fucking like he's all like drunk and miserable, but like you really buy it. Like he I really buy it. he really sells it. I buy it. I think. I think. I agree. He might be the best actor in this. Second best actor, I think, might go to uh, Jack Quaid, who uh, should do. Uh, yeah. Uh, who is revealed to be the ghost Ghostface of this movie, uh, this and it's also the other lady, the, the, one of the, one of the one of the teenagers in the friend group.
1: Her name, I, I forgot this character. They
0: name. might have the best slash funniest motivation. Amber. Since the first movie, I okay, think.
1: Okay, so in this universe, they made a stab movie that was kind of like a reboot that nobody liked.
0: Yes. Oh, well, fans didn't fans like. Fans, did,
1: it's making fun of like it, it's Redded, totally going like, for like the discourse around like last
0: Jedi, like the release the Snyder Cut. bros. there's and all literally
1: that. a point where someone watches like one of those like
0: two hour video essays like why this movie yeah, is I, is shit. down a track. Um, uh, and Jack Wade plays a redditor. Who is very upset? They that, met on Reddit. Who is very upset that his his favorite franchise was ruined? Uh, his his childhood was ruined by Hollywood, and so, uh, being the insane cracker that he is, uh, he has set out to to create in real life what he hopes will become his ideal version. He's
1: directing a movie, but like in real life, yes. He's a crazy person. Yes. Um, he, and, and he found Amber. He's essentially making his own Snyder cut, and he found Amber on a damn Reddit page. This is fucking hilarious. The it's side. such a great commentary on toxic fandoms. Mm-hmm. They really, it's biting, and it feels purpose, per, uh, really appropriate.
0: Uh, he's the kind of guy that was uh, remember that Kickstarter a while ago to remake the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. That, that's what this guy. That's what this guy was up to. Um, except instead of a Kickstarter, it was multiple stabbings. The, this this house party. It's very. It's literally at the same at house, Stu's house, from which is uh, honestly. I think they shouldn't make another one after this, but maybe like ten years down the line, if we get like a new wave of horror, yeah. maybe. But I think in terms of like sydney Prescott's story, this is a really fitting conclusion that it all comes to an end where it started. Like it feels very full circle mm-hmm. and very satisfying. The way wave- if we're talking. oh Sorry, sorry, I know you. I was were- saying, if we're talking about brutal kills. Uh, Amber, yep. one of the ghost faces, she's, like, stumbling. They get, like, a drop on her or whatever. And she accidentally turns the, the stove on. <laughs> and, and then, then they, they shoot the they stove. They shoot her. And she falls down into the stove and sets on fire. Like at Anakin Skywalker. She gets all charred. I'm like, ugh.
1: It's insane. It's and gross. then Jack Quaid... Uh, is attacking our our lead, and she and she stabs him like through the cheek with mm-hmm. the knife, and then just she she goes like
0: embraces uh, because the whole movie she's she's like running from who she is, Billy Loomis's kid, a serial killer. Because because the implication being that like that same like yeah rage and ur- rage her. and urge is in and her. she embraces it and viciously kills the fuck out of Jack Quaid, like just uh, cuts that dude up. Uh... This movie is a blast. Great, great line from him. What about my ending? Like, yeah, right as he's getting fucking off. It's so... <laughs> this movie's great. This movie's real good.
1: It's so much fun. It, it's a great theater experience. Yeah. For sure. Oh,
0: yeah. No, it was really cool getting to see one of these in theaters. But you
1: gotta see the others first. It's not like one that...
0: This is... this is it's. N-
1: and that's why I think... I think the title... is a little is, misleading. I think the title is funny because it's, it's like parodying... It's funny
0: if you're in on the joke.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it
0: also is misleading. This is this is a direct sequel to the other one. So
1: don't go into this if you haven't seen at least the first one. Yes, at least the first one. Yes, the others like you can work around, but the The, first one. The
0: experience is bolstered by them, but the first one is the only essential. Intentional, Uh, but this one's great. This one's a a good time, and I think uh, yeah. The scream movies. This is the most consistent slasher franchise ever. You might be right. Besides the third one, which is the only one that really dips. Like this is
1: this doesn't have any like Jason goes to hell. No, or any no, no, like no. nightmare the dream child fucking garbage. No,
0: none of that. No, no Halloween sixes here. No, this is this is all
1: good. Even even three the worst is the, is watchable. Three
0: is would be the best movie in some other horror franchises. Yeah. That's how good these movies are. I I'm a big. Big, big proponent of the screen. So, movies. like,
1: if you're out, if you see like a like a Blu-ray set of the screen movies, fucking
0: pick that God, shit up. God forbid me. a bunch of teenagers are listening to this podcast, but you know, if you and your buddies want to go out, like, if you're looking for a a good, fun, smart horror movie to go see, that's that's like tense and violent. That, this is the one, man. This was a blast. Yeah, like, like I said, four out of five. And like you said, I think Wes Craven would be really proud of this one. I do. This this really carries the legacy pretty well.
1: I absolutely, and I'm excited to see where these guys go next with their directing.
0: Yeah. So well, that's that, that's the that's episode. the first
1: podcast of the new year. Let's go. We got, we got some plans for for uh, the year. Oh yeah, we got some we got some stuff brewing, some stuff cooking. So uh, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast, you can follow it on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Shakedown, and you can follow me personally on Twitter and Letterboxed at Kyle Craigbaum. That's
0: K R I E G H. B-A-U-M. And you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Fatman99 and on Letterboxd at my name, Jordan Dennis. Kyle, tell the people what we're talking about next week.
1: So now we, next week's a bit of a weird one. Yes. Because uh, no movies are coming out. N- none worth talking about anyway. None worth talking about. Um, we were hanging out with our friend Alex the other uh, the other day. She is probably the biggest fan of animated movies you'll ever find. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so we were like, let's talk about some, let's have you on. Let's talk about some animated movies. What to talk about? And she was like, DreamWorks movies. Okay, so sure. we said
0: yes. Like
1: maniacs. So we are basically going to be going through um, some DreamWorks movies. We're gonna we're gonna be watching in chronological order and talking about however far we get. Sure. Um, you know, it's just going to be a random episode, but you know, a little fun. We're we'll a grab bag. We are a grab bag for all
0: things film. So we are.
1: We just haven't been able to be a grab bag because, because there's of, been a new release every goddamn. Last
0: year had every release from 2020. Also, like three so releases a week. So, so this year we may have a little more breathing room to do so, um, some more fun topics. If you have any suggestions for topics, be be sure to write in the show, message us on Instagram, Twitter, email us. Do we have an email? I don't Who know. Who even knows? I don't know. Uh, but thank you guys as always for listening. Bye!